Thank you, Shelley. May God add his blessing to the reading of the scripture this morning. And may the words of my mouth be just what we need to hear. First of all, I want to say that uh, I'm sorry we aren't able to get together in person this morning. Um, just uh, we, The church leadership just decided it was a little bit too uh, cold out there and too dangerous for, for us to be uh, having, having you come out and into this cold. And so a few of us, our, our little skeleton crew here, uh, got together and uh, that way we can have our service still online. And I'm so glad that you all joined us. It looks like we have a pretty good group here online this morning, and uh, I'm delighted to see that. Several years ago, people living in a village in Nigeria decided to rename their village. The reason they wanted to rename it is because the name of their village meant Area of Idiots. They changed its name to Area of Plenty. That's a little bit better than Area of Idiots, I guess. The local emir, who was the man in charge, announced that the name change came after residents complained that they had been mocked for years because of the name of the village and they were ashamed to tell people where they came from. One resident said it was shameful telling people outside that I am from the area of idiots. The village got its original name when people settled close to a river that was known as the Idiotic River. I don't know how the river ever got its name. I researched some unusual names of towns right here in the United States, and there are many, many to choose from. Would you like to live in nothing, Arizona? Or nowhere, Colorado? Or how about this one? Hell for certain, Kentucky. Or Satan's kingdom, Massachusetts. Or here's the best one of them all, Boogertown, North Carolina. That brings us to today's reading. You say, how could that possibly bring us to today's reading or to any scripture? Well, stay awake and I'll tell you. In today's lesson, a man named Philip has just met Jesus and Jesus has won him over. So Philip reaches out to his friend Nathaniel and he tells him, we found the one that Moses wrote about, Jesus, the one that the prophet said was coming. We found him. And Nathaniel says, he came from Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth? So Nathaniel wasn't very impressed with Nazareth, apparently. It doesn't have an embarrassing name like Boogertown, but there was really nothing impressive about Nazareth. Still, Nazareth was chosen by God as the village where God's own son would grow up. Isn't that just like God, to take an unimpressive village and unimpressive people and do amazing things with them and through them? Sure, Nazareth deserved its poor reputation. Jesus preached his first sermon there. It was right after Jesus was tempted by the devil in the wilderness, and he returned to Galilee, and news about him spread throughout the whole country, the scripture says, and then he was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone was enjoying him and praising him. But then when he went back to his hometown, when he went back to Nazareth, where he had grown up, and on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue like he always did. He stood up to read. He read from the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. 
And he read, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled the scroll up and he sat down. And Luke says that the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Well, the people were impressed. They all spoke well of him, and they were amazed at the words that came from his mouth. And they asked, isn't this Joseph's son? Then Jesus' message took a little twist, a little twist that riled some of the people. Jesus said, surely you will quote this proverb to me, physician, heal yourself, and you will tell me, do here in your hometown what we have heard you did in Capernaum. Jesus said, truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. Then he talks about a couple of prophets who weren't accepted in their hometowns. Now we're not sure why Jesus did this and why, he, uh, why it took such a negative twist toward his hometown, his hometown audience. Maybe there was something, some background information that we don't know about. Maybe there were questions during his childhood about his birth. Maybe he was bullied growing up in Nazareth. A boy who turns the other cheek would certainly be considered weak in most cultures. So maybe that's what happened. But whatever the reason, all the people in the synagogue were furious at what he had to say. And so they drove him out of the town and they took him to the top of the hill that the town was built on and they were going to throw him off a cliff. Now there were probably a lot, there were probably a lot of churches who have been tempted to throw their pastor off a cliff, but I don't think any have ever done it. And it didn't happen that day. Luke tells us here that Jesus walked right through the crowd and went on his way. Luke didn't give details to explain why this all happened, but it's hard to feel sorry for Nazareth. There were obviously some hotheads, some people who were uh, being irrational there, throwing a person off a cliff over what they said. An unpopular sermon is a little bit extreme. Tom Wolfe is famous for his quote when he said, you can't go home. He meant you can't truly go back to a place you once lived because so much will have changed since you left that it's not the same place anymore. And that's true. But some of us may not want to go back to some of the places that we've been and we've lived for different reasons. Maybe we never really felt accepted or appreciated where we were. We don't know why Jesus was so harsh with the people of Nazareth but the fact that they were ready to throw him off a cliff says that they hit a nerve somewhere. That brings us to the first thing we need to say. Even Jesus didn't please everyone. If you think you can sail through life with no one criticizing you, with no opposition, with no one making nasty remarks about you, you're going to be very disappointed. There's a very sad story about an aspiring dancer, and it's a true story. Her only dream was to dance professionally. She practiced for hours upon hours every day, hoping that someday she would be on stage. One day, though, some of her friends 
made her feel so bad about her dancing that not only did she give it up, but she got to the point where she decided she just didn't want to live anymore and she wanted to commit suicide. She went to the Golden Gate Bridge and before she jumped off, she wrote a short suicide note. The note was very simple. They said dot, dot, dot. After writing that note, she jumped to her death. When the police got there, all they found was a note that said, they said. The article in the San Francisco Chronicle read, young aspiring dancer jumps to her death, cause unknown, but something they said made her do it. They said, maybe her friends thought at the time that they were doing her a favor by discouraging her dream. Maybe they didn't think she was good enough. She might as well quit wasting her time. Maybe they meant well, but who knows? She may have had a very happy life living in a little apartment and picking up uh, a part in a minor production every once in a while. Be very careful not to step on somebody else's dream. They said, even Jesus had his critics. His own mother and his brothers were concerned about some of the things that he was saying. And that he might be going off the deep end with his teaching. I'm sure that as people in his town learned some of his views as a young adult, that he was criticized much. It's important to remember that even Jesus couldn't please everyone. The important thing is that he stayed true to his values. Do you think everyone in town agreed with him when he said to turn the other cheek? Probably not. Do you think that people liked it when he used Samaritans, the people that his neighbors despised the most, as heroes in stories that he told? Do you really think that racial and religious bigotry are something new? They're not. And what about his teachings on wealth? After all, the only goal that some of his neighbors had was to climb the social ladder, and he spoke of a different kind of a wealth. Even today, some of Jesus' teachings get people riled up, too controversial. They clash too much with our culture's view of life. But Jesus stayed true to his values, even when people got upset, even when they threatened to throw him off a cliff, even when they threatened to nail him to a cross. Now, you expect that of Jesus. You expect him to stay true to his values. Do you expect it out of me? Do you expect it out of yourself? That's the real question. There's a classic story told of a church that was looking to call a new pastor. The church invited a pastor to come to preach for them. They voted, and they informed her that she was hired. Later, one of the deacons said to the new pastor that the vote was almost unanimous. Well, this alarmed the pastor because someone had voted against her. So she asked, what was the vote? Well, the deacon said the vote was 130 people voted yes and two voted no. Well, this disturbed her so much that she spent the next six months trying to find out who the two no votes were. 
When she found out who the two were, she spent the next six months after that trying to please those two people who had voted against her. At the end of the year, the church voted again and fired her. This time, the vote was 130 to fire her and two to keep her. You want to guess who the two votes were to keep her? The two people she tried so hard to please, which really upset the rest of the congregation. You see, that pastor wasn't called to make these two people happy. She was called to minister to everyone in that congregation. She needed to stay true to her values and treat those two just like she treated everybody else. Then her ministry could be productive and good. Jesus stayed true to his values. He was sent by his Father to show us a new way to live, which he called the kingdom of God. His goal was to plant the idea of that kingdom in every heart, and he never wandered from that path ever. And because of that, because he stayed true, millions of people have called him Lord. And it's interesting, then, how today's story ends. Nathaniel discovers just what can come out of Nazareth. Philip found Nathaniel and said, We found the one that Moses wrote about. Nathaniel said, Nothing good can come out of that town. And Philip said, Come on, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said, Here truly is an Israelite in which there is no deceit. That's interesting. Jesus knows that Nathaniel is a person who is also true to his values. He's a quality young man. Jesus always appreciates people of character, people of integrity. And Nathaniel said, how do you know me and know about me? Jesus said, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel takes a step that goes even further beyond integrity. He finds a purpose. He says, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. And then Nathaniel becomes a follower of Jesus too. He discovered who Jesus really was, and he wanted to follow him. Jesus already knew everything about him, just as Jesus knows everything about me and everything about you. We may not have it all together like Nathaniel did, except for his prejudice, of course, against people from Nazareth. Still, Jesus wants to have a relationship with us, just like he did with Nathaniel. Are we willing to take that step? It makes no difference where we come from, even if we come from hell for certain Kentucky. It doesn't even matter what we've done with our lives up until now. Even if we've been terribly prejudiced toward people who live in Boogertown, North Carolina. It's not too late to change. God wants an eternal relationship with each of us. All we have to do is say, yes, I want to follow Jesus. Amen.